According to Charles Dickens, after being visited by three spirits, Ebenezer Scrooge was a changed man. Terrified by the specter of his death, Scrooge made this solemn promise to the ghost of Christmas yet to come. I will honor Christmas and try to keep it all the year. At the close of his tale, Dickens says that Ebenezer Scrooge knew how to keep Christmas well if any man possessed the knowledge. For some reason, we never talk this way about Easter. When Christmas comes around, we remind ourselves of the need to observe it all year, like old Scrooge. We celebrate the Christmas spirit, but we seem to know nothing about the spirit of Easter. Christmas is magical, but Easter is just a memory, and a somber one at that. Christmas, even though it comes in winter, is all warmth and firelight. Easter arrives with spring, and like spring, comes with a different quality of light. It is colder somehow. If you doubt this, look at how artists have depicted each event down through the centuries. Their portraits of the nativity have a coziness that Easter lacks. We're charmed by the sight of the mother and babe, surrounded by animals and rough shepherds who bend their knees in adoration. The artistic vision of Easter is more spare somehow. Our observance of the two holidays also reflects the difference. Christmas announces its approach for weeks, with colored lights, a mountain of gifts, and endless parties. We're sad to see it go. Contrast this with Easter, who arrives suddenly with a sheepish grin, bearing only a ham and a few jellied candies. Part of our problem is that we tend to separate the Nativity and Easter in our thinking. We know that they're both moves in the larger story of Christ's life, but to us, each has its own distinct atmosphere. In the Church's message, however, they are inseparably linked. Each was necessary to accomplish Christ's purpose. If we remove one of them, they all cease to have meaning. Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 and 5 tells us that when the set time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law. The birth of Christ sets the stage for Good Friday. Without the Incarnation, the work of the cross would be impossible. To redeem, Christ must first die for our sins, and to die for our sins, he must first be made like us. Christ's true humanity was necessary to our salvation because Jesus came not merely as a role model, but primarily as a replacement. He came to die on our behalf as the only sacrifice that God will accept for sin. As Paul explains in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. But Christ's birth and death were not enough. The Nativity did indeed set the stage for Good Friday. Yet Good Friday without Easter is as meaningless as Christmas without the cross. Paul describes the blunt necessity for Christ's resurrection this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 17. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. The resurrection is proof of Christ's divinity. It is also evidence that God has accepted Christ's payment on our behalf.
Still, the cross has a unique place in the church's proclamation of the gospel and the believer's life. Indeed, we might say that the key to living the Christian life is the secret of keeping the cross in view. Paul told the Corinthians that he had not come to them with eloquence or human wisdom as he proclaimed to them the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you, except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Even though Paul's gospel included the birth of Christ and the resurrection, he labeled it the message of the cross. More than this, Paul assigned the cross of Christ a critical role in enabling believers to live the Christian life. He pointed to the cross as God's solution for the guilt of sin and its practice. For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Because anyone who has died has been set free from sin, he explains in Romans 6, 6 and 7. The cross is a historical event that exerts a kind of power in the believer's life. But the power of the cross does not work on its own. It is the Holy Spirit who brings the cross to bear on our sinful nature. We do not overcome the pull of sin by relying on willpower, but something far more potent. Those who have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires also live by the Spirit. Through the cross and the Spirit's enablement, we find a permanent solution to the problem of sin. It begins with forgiveness. The blood of Christ shed on the cross pays the penalty for all our sins. The word that we sometimes use to describe this is atonement. Atonement is a payment that satisfies God's wrath. And the only price that God will accept for sin is the one that he has made himself. Christ has appeared once for all at the culmination of the ages to do away with sin by the sacrifice of himself. The result is a change in our relationship with God and a change in our nature. Instead of being God's enemies, we become his friends and children. As 1 Peter 3.18 says, Christ suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. We also become different people, or as scripture puts it, a new creation. The Holy Spirit empowers those who receive Christ's righteousness, enabling them to put that righteousness into practice. The word that we use to describe this aspect of the Christian life is sanctification. It is God's work of making us holy. How then do we keep the cross in view? It starts with something that the Apostle Paul calls reckoning ourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God. This is an act of faith where we take God at his word and accept as true all that he has said about our relationship to sin. Keeping the cross in view also calls for a response whenever we find ourselves drawn by the desire of sin. This response involves a conscious turning away from sin and a corresponding turn to Christ. Instead of allowing sin to rule over us as it once did, we offer every part of ourselves to God as an instrument of righteousness. Paul describes this as a kind of death. He tells us to put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, 
evil desires and greed, which is idolatry. This is simply the act of saying no to ourselves and our impulses where sin is concerned. It is an act that assumes that Christ's death has made a difference in us. We really can say no. The Dickensian world of Scrooge appeals to us because it suggests that all we need to deal with sin are good intentions and noble effort. This message appeals to our human vanity and spiritual pride. But painful experience has shown us otherwise. Such an approach only leads to the kind of seasonal change that Dickens envisions in his tale. It's not a deliverance from sin, but at best, a brief holiday. The cross promises something more. Here is the great difference between Charles Dickens' notion of keeping Christmas and the Bible's message of new life in Christ. For Dickens, Jesus Christ was primarily a moral example. To keep Christmas was to remember his goodness and try to imitate it. The forces at work in Ebenezer Scrooge's fictional transformation are mostly guilt and fear. But the change that comes through the gospel operates on a very different level. It is a real, not a fictional change, that works through faith and hope instead of guilt and fear. Gospel transformation begins with faith in Christ's death and resurrection as the basis for our hope that we can live a different kind of life. Nowhere in Scripture does Christ tell us to keep Christmas. He doesn't tell us to keep Easter either. What he does tell us to do is to remember the cross. This is not something we only do on Good Friday, nor is it limited to the church's celebration of the Lord's Supper. We keep the cross in view every time we say yes to God and no to sin.